Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. A magnificent Monday. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you from the 630 Chet Studios, the chorus building, the city's southeast side. This is Oilers Now. The kids, well, they dropped the puck on rookie camp coming up on Wednesday. The main big boys on the ice today. With the exception of Zach Hyman, this is interesting. He was uh, at sort of the NHL players, quote-unquote, car wash today representing the Oilers organization, the NHL player media tour, which takes place in Toronto. That means that Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisettle in particular, uh, I'm sure the league would have loved to have had the two top scores in the NHL over the course of the last two years there. They weren't there because they were on the ice over at Rogers Place, which is where I was this morning at 10 o'clock, along with the, the entirety of our Oilers Radio Network crew, Jack Michaels and Cam Moon, who will be splitting play-by-play duties this upcoming season. Reed Wilkins was there as well. And... Uh, Interesting stuff. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins amongst the 23 skaters on the ice today over at Rogers Place. And then we get into a rookie camp on Wednesday with uh, two rookie games against the Calgary Flames. Saturday night at Rogers Place, 5 p.m. puck drop. Uh, 6.30 Chet will have the Edmonton Elks football broadcast on Saturday with Morley and Dave, Eddie Steele, Blake Dermott, And we uh, will have the webcast of the Oilers Flames rookies on Saturday with myself and Jack Michaels and Tony Breyer is going to be be available as well. So that's coming at 5 o'clock. So we're going to have a lot to get to here. Uh, No Kyler Yamamoto in camp yet. 
Logic dictates that there's probably a two-year deal in play for Yamamoto if his camp elects to uh, to jump. I would suggest at some point here they need to get him in before a week from Wednesday, which would be the 22nd, which would be the start of training camp. And uh, all eyes in rookie camp are going to be on Dylan Holloway and Dmitry Samarukov. It's been reported multiple um locations now that holiday who had uh, surgery last spring sometimes when you have scaphoid slash wrist issues it doesn't necessarily set the right way and i wonder whether or not uh, there's a little bit of concern there that they may have to go in and redo it and that would not be a good situation for holloway uh dimitri samarukov had a shoulder surgery would have been late february early march and uh, we'll be intrigued to see if those two players, uh, I would say Holloway, strong possibility that he will not be available uh, early in training camp. And we'll wait for more information on that front. Now, there was some hockey in town on the weekend. The Alberta Golden Bears, uh, Friday night, played a pair of games. And normally we wouldn't lead with the Bears over the Edmonton Oil Kings, but we have to because a player that was going to go to Oilers rookie camp, Josh Prokop, uh, got smoked from behind in a Saturday game down in Red Deer, and I don't think he's going to be available uh, for the uh, rookie tournament based upon the uh, the hit. It was a nasty hit, the type that usually results in guys missing a few weeks. So uh, we'll have to monitor that. Prokop uh, was the captain of the Calgary Flames last or sorry calgary hitman last season uh the bears by the way swept red deer college good crowd they had about 1100 fans at claire drake arena on friday night despite the fact that the university didn't make much of an effort to uh promote the game um they focus tends to be on the regular season conference action the edmonton oil kings meanwhile beat the red deer rebels friday in edmonton as well saturday well, many of you would have watched the Edmonton Elks and or listened to Morley and Dave and the Elks. Unfortunately, their third straight. They're good on the road. They're just struggling to create any offensive juice at home. End result, they end up uh, losing and uh, drop to two and three in the season. And the task doesn't get any easier this week. They take on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who are a pretty good football club in the CFL. NCAA football on Saturday, we, we had people uh, texting on Friday's show, Stoff, do you think that uh, Alabama will cover 53.5 against Mercer? They did not. They won by 34. Alabama and Florida, massive game down stateside. Uh, that'll have huge uh, uh, ramifications for uh, potential national championship down the road. The NFL going at it as well. Uh, I'm sure many of you listening to this show, even though you love hockey, you're probably pretty big NFL fans. The Steelers upset the Bills in Buffalo yesterday. And... Uh, what can you say about Patrick Mahomes? Because Cleveland played a pretty good game. It was a highly entertaining football game yesterday afternoon. I will be honest. I was kind of – I had my zone up watching uh, the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins in the matchup of the two Alabama quarterbacks go at it. Uh, but it was hard to ignore what we were watching between the Chiefs and uh, – the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, Jack Michaels is a, my broadcast partner for the last uh, decade, a huge Cleveland Browns fan. He should be pretty happy. That's a good football club because, I mean, the Chiefs came back and won at home, but that game was right there for either of those two teams. I don't know what uh, what team Cam Moon's a big fan of. I haven't really figured that out. So lots to get to today. Uh, we'll tell you that Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. 
You can text us at any time. And the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfineflores.com for more information. And you can also uh, reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, and you can do so today because we're going to take calls at 135. Uh, Live entertainment back April Wine. That's right, April Wine coming up uh, Saturday night. And then Hotel California, the Eagles tribute band, they take the stage October 29th. Details at RiverCreeResort.com. On today's show, in about a minute, Edmonton Oilers forward, Zach Cassian, who today was playing on a line with uh, Leon Dreisaitl. It is my belief you're going to see Cassian see a significant amount of time in the Oilers, uh, certainly in their top nine and probably uh, a fair amount in their top six. Uh, think of what transpired during the course of the playoff series against Winnipeg and how Cassian got deployed during that series. John Shannon, our NHL insider today at 1235. Edmonton Oilers assistant general manager Keith Gretzky to take a look at what the Oilers are going to be bringing to rookie camp and sort of what the uh, thought process is in terms of the potential deployment, where we're at with a couple of rookies injury-wise as well. And then again, your calls. When we come back, we'll hook up with Edmonton Oilers power forward, Zach Cassian. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It is uh, 12-16 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. And our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling, get your AC today, no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, well, uh, back in the arena, captain skate today, and speaking of Leon Dreisaitl on his right wing was Zach Cassian. Now, last year, as the playoff series against Winnipeg ended, Zach Cassian was on a line with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Uh, Keep that in mind carrying forward. And speaking of Zach Cassian, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Zach, it's Bob. Uh, How was your summer? Bob, what's going on? Thanks for having me. The summer was good. You know, uh, they keep going by faster and faster. Obviously, with two little ones at home, they kept uh, my wife and I busy, but it was nice to to get away and get some sun, but uh, really excited to be back here in Edmonton. Now, the the part of parenting that I had the greatest challenge with, because my wife did 98% of the work, and that probably doesn't <laughs> surprise you, uh, but I had a real difficulty, and I don't know if any of the other fathers out there can relate to this, and I, I bumped into Darnell. I saw him. I won't say where, but I, I saw him. He was getting groceries. I was picking up takeout, and uh, I had issues with car seats, and then breaking down the car seats when you got on the plane. Uh, I don't know if they've gotten any uh, easier over the last 15 years, but for whatever reason, uh, I, I can sit there and uh, sub-reference a player back to basically the 1940s. But when it comes to car seats, I'm challenged. How are you when it comes to putting uh, taking care of business with the car seats? You know what, I can, Bob, I can relate to you 100%. Car seats isn't so much the issue with me. It's strollers, folding them up <laughs> and putting them in the back of the truck. Nowadays, these some of these strollers, the the stuff they can do, the the ways they can turn, the spaces they can fit in, but to close the things, man, sometimes. I'd have to call my wife over and just walk away because I'd get so frustrated trying to close these things. But 
Um, once you get the hang of it, you, you try to run with that stroller as long as you can so you don't have to experience something like that again. <laughs> yeah, it's the pressure, uh, I, and I, I don't know if you flew back or drove back, but I, I just remember the pressure because you get a, you know, you check in early on the plane and everything of breaking that stroller down at the front of the plane, and you've got people. And people are watching you too. Exactly. People are watching you, and you can tell they're watching you, but they don't want to make eye contact with you because they know you're struggling and they don't want to laugh because they know you're starting to get pissed off. But yeah, I agree. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's something else, but Hey, if it's, uh, if that's the worst thing that happens raising kids, so be it. Uh, you know, we all go through stages in life. Uh, Zach, I can remember doing play by play when I was in my thirties and I wasn't a dad yet. And I'd had a couple pops the night before. And the last thing I wanted was a baby crying, you know, in the middle of the plane on a flight. And after a while, you know, after you, after you have a couple kids, it's, no, just get the stroller. I'm fine if somebody's crying. It's all right. And you had nothing but empathy. All right. Uh, so back in town, back at it. Um, I, I, You know, it's funny. I, I put something out about a couple of weeks ago about how lines potentially could be deployed. And, and you know, I, I, I got to ask you this question. How would you assess your season overall? And did you feel better with maybe how you got deployed towards the end of the playoffs? Well, I don't think it's any uh, any uh, any secret out there that it was a tough year for me personally. I, it's a tough toughest one. Well, it is the hardest league to play in hands down when you're healthy. Let alone um, injured a few times. It's tough to get traction. When it's tough to get traction, you're not familiar. With any line mates, when you come back, you're trying to, you kind of overwhelmed trying to do too much. You're trying to do everything in one shift that uh, you should be doing through the course of the year. So last season was very frustrating, but what I can say is I, I think I came back from that last injury into the playoffs and I played like myself and um, I had uh, a step in the right direction going into the summer. I think um, I played the way I could, played the way the team wanted me to play. And I think at the end of the day, um, I put in a lot of work this summer. Um, my body feels good. Everything feels good. So um, you want to hit the ground running right from training camp. It's important. So uh, I'm looking forward to the season. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's not the way we wanted to end it by any means. But, uh, hey, sometimes you you got to suffer defeat in order to, to move forward. I know a lot of fans here are impatient and really, really, really just want the Oilers to win. But there is really no magic recipe to be a winning team. There's growing pains. There's, there's, there's series that you think you should have won that you don't win. And kind of that's where we're at right now. We kind of took a step back, had some time to analyze it as players, as staff, as management. And I'm sure you guys have as well. And uh, we're excited to get another kick at the can this year. And we're excited. And we grew a little bit more as a group. And uh, hopefully we can get over that hump. Zach Cassian joining us in Oilers now. Bob Stoffer with you. Zach, uh, Ken Holland brought in, you're not going to be the only Zach this year, uh, brought in Zach Hyman, a guy that played really well with Marner and Matthews, specifically in Toronto. That three-game stretch last year when the Leafs were in Edmonton, I thought he was the best player on the ice uh, in those three games. Uh, Warren Fogle uh, also uh, brought in both those guys capable of playing over on the left side in the top nine. And then Derek Ryan, who I've personally known for, oh, since 2007, 2008, when I was, uh, last year I did the Golden Bears. Um, 
how have the addition of those three players up front, maybe along with the, maybe the maturation of guys like Pauly Harvey, changed the complexion, the depth of what you guys think you've got up front with your forward group? Well, it's huge. It's, it's, it's huge. It's tough. Obviously, Ken has a, a tough job to do, obviously, with the flat cap. But when you bring in guys like that, like you mentioned, they all bring something to a team that, at the end of the day, helps them win. I know they might not be 100-point guys, but you look at a guy like Hyman, he plays very, very well with very skilled players. He has a knack for the net. He's strong around the net. He's good in all situations. Then you bring in Fogel, a guy that can skate. Uh, go up and down, protect pucks, bring pucks to the net, has a scoring touch. And then, like you said, a guy like Derek Ryan, a veteran guy that's been around a while, that's a sentiment, wins draws. He does all the little things right that at the end of those 60 minutes, you're checking up two points on the board and you're moving on to the next one. So all those guys are going to help us win hockey games and ultimately get into the playoffs. And once you get in, look at Montreal. You never know what could happen. So those players are going to help us hopefully strive and keep getting better as the season progresses and ultimately get us into the playoffs. And then from there, you never know what could happen. Zach, different type of defense. Nobody wanted to see Adam Larson leave. Uh, anybody close to the situation that understood the unique uh, situation Adam was in personally has empathy that, hey, you know what, he's allowed to make whatever call he does. That said, you've got a different type of defense now. Maybe one that's uh, you know a little bit better puck moving. Just a, a thought specifically on the additions of uh, Duncan Keith, uh, Cody CC and the graduation to full-time duty coming up for Evan Bouchard? Well, I think Duncan Keith speaks for himself. He's been one of the top-tier D-men in the league for a long time. He's a proven winner. He's a proven leader. So when you can add a guy of that caliber, I don't care what age he is, he's still a competitor. He's still a good player. Um, that's a huge bonus for us. And then you get a guy, obviously, like Nursey, um, to be back there, ride with him. Um, is a huge boost for our team, so we're huge. We're very, uh, very excited to have Keith. And then you look at Bouchard, who comes in a year older, year stronger, year faster. Um, those summers are so important for younger kids to to develop and 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 get more confidence because it's a confidence league, and you can just tell skating in these skates right now. I know it's not much, but um, Bouch is confident with the puck. He's uh, he's bigger, he's stronger, he's got that step. Um, so we're looking for, for a big year from him. And then you look at uh, like you get the guy that you said we brought in, Cece. He's a player that uh, has played on a few teams, has proven he can play in the league, and he's looking to uh, get back to where he was playing. So um, we, uh, we're a team that's made a lot of, lot of changes, but uh, I think ultimately it's a group of, of individuals that – think there's more in the tank and I think that's a good recipe to have going into a season especially going into a training camp and then like you mentioned um, you get a guy like Jesse Pugliarvi who's a year older uh, a year stronger he's already a horse but uh, the the sky's the limit for him and it's uh, it's a true testament of our team how uh, we're starting to develop we're starting to get deep and uh, we're starting to have some internal competition so that's what good teams have, so I'm looking forward to it. Zach, uh, you broke in about 10 years ago now uh, with Buffalo. This is going to be your seventh season coming up. How dramatically has the game changed from a physicality perspective? Um, I mean, there are some teams, I mean, the team doesn't, as an example, if the Oilers, you and Darnell would be the two guys that would be most capable of fighting. 
Darnell's got to play 25 minutes a game. <laughs> you know, there used to be teams, you're going to play 13, 14, 15 minutes a game most nights. There used to be guys that would play three to four minutes a night. Is there any way to maybe express or educate to our listeners that it really is a different game than maybe what we even saw when you first broke in the league 10 years ago? Yeah, it's changed. It's changed drastically. It really has. The fourth line used to be one or two guys, different weight categories, and they would fight. And if they didn't fight, they wouldn't play. Um, so that fourth line, when I first broke into the game, it didn't. It it, it was its own game. <laughs> they would be uh, chirping at each other. They would fight. They would do anything. It was a circus. It was. A, it, it's truly. It was its own game. And now the game's evolved into four lines. You look at any team that wins, those fourth-line guys, the third or fourth line, you could say, they skate, they're so quick, they hound pucks, they're physical, they're in your face. They're, they, they make the game so hard on defensemen because they're always around you, they're always in your face. So the game has changed drastically, and I think anyone that's watched the games over the last decade can say that and see it. But uh, to be a player, it's it's pretty amazing how quick it changed. It, uh, it's pretty impressive, but I think all in all, it's better for the game. But I think at the end of the day, you look at the playoffs, um, there's still that element of physicality. There's still that element of heavy hockey um, that you need on part of your team to, to, to win, especially in the tough games, especially in a tough series. Um, you look at Montreal, their D last year, um, I don't think it's any surprise how far they made it. Just from playing them after games we played them, you could uh, the talk around our room was how big they were, how strong they were, how hard it was to get to the net on them. Um, so I think there's still a, a big, big place in the game for for big, big guys and big players. But at the same time, it's changed the dynamic of those big players. You just can't be one-dimensional anymore. One dynamic that's going to change this year, Zach. Just to roll up, uh, just to uh, end off with. The fans. I mean, it just, it, it wasn't, from a broadcaster's perspective for the home games, and I'm sure you guys didn't really miss Jack and me that much in the road, sitting right in front of the food, <laughs> giving us shots on every trip. Uh, but with all seriousness, how how stoked are you going to be to have fans back in the building this year? Oh, it's, it's the NHL. I think, I think everyone, not only myself, but everyone's extremely excited to get back to some normality here. It sucked with no fans. It wasn't the NHL. You go to the rink, you go into warm-ups, you got people around the glass, the music's pumping, the glass is shaking, you can feel the energy in the building. And to not have that um, was very, very odd. But obviously at the end of the day, the puck drops and you try to play through it. And you have to play through it because at the end of the day, no one's coming with the white flag putting fans in the building. But this year, I think uh, you can you can tell already there's a – there's an added excitement for the year to get back to some normality, to get uh, our fans back in the building, to go on the road and get the booze. Um, that to me is, is hockey where you get the goosebumps, you get the adrenaline. It's, uh, it's fun to play in away barns. It's fun to play in home barns. Um, fans are a big, big, big part of hockey. And there's no doubt we miss them. But in saying that, we're very excited to get them back and, like I said, nor- some normality back in this life. Obviously, it's been a tough uh, one and a half years with uh, what's been going on in the world. Zach, we appreciate the time. Continued success breaking down those strollers. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Take care. That is Zach Cassian. It's 1230 at Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with John Shannon.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.